0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Crypto Circle Podcast. It has been a long, long time and it feels really good to be back. So firstly, I just want to start off by saying thank you. Thank you so much for being patient with us. You know, a lot of you have messaged us over the last few months asking when the next episode is going to be, asking when the next season is going to launch. And truthfully, we didn't really know what answer to give you. Myself and Amish have gone back and forth over the last few months, really discussing what the next evolution of this podcast is going to be. And originally the idea was to turn it into a video, you know, create a full-blown video production for the podcast and put it out onto YouTube. However, the execution of that became really, really difficult because logistically speaking, I'm up north in the UK, Amish is down south and Corian, of course, is in the States. So it was really, really difficult for us to execute that. However, we knew we wanted to do something and drop something before the end of this year. So we ended up deciding on doing a three-pack series is what we're calling it record three episodes in one go and just kind of drop them during one week. You know, this episode today is, of course, myself, Amish and Corian, back to the original trio. And we just kind of wanted to discuss everything that's happened this year, you know, crypto has been a whirlwind without a doubt. And I feel like a lot of people have got bored with the market as there's nothing really going on. We knew this was going to be the case. So yeah, we kind of just discussed a little bit about the bear market, how we've handled things and what we kind of see going forward in Q4 in 2023. So I hope you guys take something valuable from this episode. This is episode one of three from this three pack series. I hope you enjoy this podcast. What is this, Amish? Is it like season three point five or season four? What, what uh, <laughs> is, is this is through, like a one-off special it's Christmas special? Is that what we're doing here? Or?
1: No, 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 no. We're we should have called this October's very own, Was this kind of series. Let's do, well. Let's do that.
0: Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that.
1: Yeah. It's not season four because the original plans or the plans we have for season four are a little bigger, so it takes a little more logistical movement shall we say but every now and then we get this feeling that we have things that need to be expressed and I said I said to the, I said to the guys I said uh, you know I don't think well let's do one episode and then I said I don't think one episode is going to be enough so we've scheduled three episodes and we'll see what happens from there we generally have no plans after that but we're probably going to do two or three and then yeah we'll, we'll see how we're feeling and, and we'll take it from there You don't want to, sounds good. Yeah, we don't want to just keep putting out stuff just for the sake of it, if that makes sense. You know, we'd much rather quality over quantity. I mean, I like to think that the general quality of the podcast is is okay, but we don't want to just, you know, we're not going to say that, oh, in 10 weeks' time, we're going to come back for season four because it doesn't work like that, especially in in a bear market. You're like, what are you going to talk about? You know?
0: Yeah, I think that's the difficult thing. Like, not only the crypto circle, but probably a lot of crypto brands in general have seen a a probably like a downturn in terms of like, just if I'm going to be the social media geek, then, you know, impressions and engagement, things like that. It's, it's quite natural to see a kind of downturn in those kind of metrics, especially in a bear market. But yeah, I think these these podcasts are important, especially at times like this. Like you said, not every week because there's not much to talk about, but every now and again, when there are things that we want to kind of just get off our minds I think these kind of episodes are quite useful not just for us but for everybody else listening hopefully hopefully <laughs> I say
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly so yeah, yeah it's it's weird because in this market you're. A bit, I think it's a lot easier for us because we know what's going on this time well we know a little yeah. more than we did last time whereas a lot of people they'll be like it's like a tunnel with no light at the end yeah yeah
0: yeah for sure I think it feels like that more so this time because there's this other stuff going on around it, all these different narratives going on around this bear market. There probably was last time as well, but we just probably weren't as uh, as aware of of it last time. We were just more yeah. kind of folk. I think you said it the other day, Amish, you were speaking to James the other day, and we were literally in the last bear market just watching the price go down mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there was no kind of consideration of the wider kind of narrative or what else was going on.
2: We also had an no idea that the world was going to change forever you know yeah during the last downturn
0: yeah yeah that as well that as well
1: yeah I mean I think last time I remember I remember feeling I think maybe April May last time like what what's going on like I think when the the reality hit me last time that it was like this is not a pullback this is this is it we've missed the boat kind of thing I think there was a huge oh shit! Like, what do we do? Like, I, I don't know. This is not good. I'm. Not, I feel very uncomfortable here, not knowing what's going on. We definitely had no idea about the the wider narratives. We have a little more insights now, should we say? But yeah, it's 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 a weird one. It's a weird one because it's almost like we're waiting for this sort of time that should be the bottom. But then you're a bit like, okay, what well, is it going to be this time? Because of everything else.
0: Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. But you know what? While we're on this topic, <laughs> anyway, like what are you guys thoughts right now i mean if we were like looking at if we were in our 2017 2018 selves we'd be like oh my god resistance turned to support 20k you know previous Mm -hmm. all-time high Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've kind of been about it's it's giving me like very much 2018 vibes right now where we were just at like 6k for ages you know those vibes it's, it's, it's giving me those kind of vibes at the moment
1: one thing in the last cycle the one big thing that i Struggled with the most. So the thing that that was the most frustrating for me last time was, was it was when it's going down because you're like, okay, at least something's happening. It's when it's sideways. Yeah, the sideways bit really got to me last time because I'm like, do something, do something. And the more that you try and make something do something, the less it does. You know, the may you, you yeah. know, obviously we have zero influence, but you just feel like it's this like stuck. You know, it's almost like you know when your computer freezes, and yeah. And you're like moving the mouse and nothing's moving. Why is it not moving? There's this literally like, we've been in this 18 to 21K region for the last, I don't know, two, three, four months. Yeah. And, and for us, it's like, it's fine because you just, well, you know, we focus on other things, but for a lot of people, they may not admit it, but they'll literally be like, just watching the screens every day. And you're like, that's literally the worst
0: thing you can do. Mm. Literally it is like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's as bad for us this time, like you said, because no, we're no, a bit more knowledgeable, definitely. we're a bit yeah, more yeah. equipped, and all that kind of stuff. I think we're all just waiting for that final flush. I think that's yeah, everyone's yeah. just waiting for that final, final flush. You know. It's probably going to be driven by. It's, it feels like it's going to be driven by some sort of news. Something's going to come out, and like, like, like in May, June, earlier this year, when the whole Luna thing happened and everything just went to absolute crap. It feels like something's going to happen, and it's just going to, it's just going to flush the market down. Yeah, let's wait and see, man. Corian, what, what, what do you think? What do you think's in store for Q four? Shall we say?
2: I think, like principle wise, I think that we. Like y'all said, like you know, we got this chop, and it's kind of like the six k, five k chop. But I think right now, the principle that's like that keeps coming back to mind during this time is more like, you know, how we say um, when you think it's the bottom, it'll go lower, and when you think it's the top, you think it'll go higher than you know than it's supposed to go. I think that's kind of where we are, you know, understanding. Like y'all say, like we have a much better understanding now, like you aren't as anxious at this 19K, 20K level if you're waiting for, you know, one more drop. So I think more than anything, I think we kind of have like a jump on it. Because you, you're you in a completely different mindset, right? So for some people right now, it may be gain as much cash as possible, you know, during these times. And we'll talk about things as such as the dollar and the pound and the euro, and you know, what's been going on with that lately. But as far as like where we are in this cycle, I think we have a different mindset of probably accumulating as much capital at this, you know, Drop, but also realizing we still can go down another eighty, ninety to a hundred percent from where we are.
0: Well said, very well said. Just like kind of moving on, just like from the broader perspective of things. Obviously, the blueprint two came out last month, mm-hmm. was it Amish or the week month before September the first? So September last month, yeah. yeah, about six weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I was pretty shocked to hear that. Well, when you got when when you were saying to me that the the november 2021 top was literally like within two weeks of the blueprint or something like that the original blueprint yes. which was like okay that's that's pretty crazy <laughs> are these uh, are, the, are these are the are these cycles the same do you, in in your opinion do you think this is all just like a complete mirror of what of what happened in 2018 not in terms of price action but let's just say days in terms of days in terms of and let's disregard price action because the price action as we've discussed has been completely different to 2018 in 2018 we had those clear lower highs and lower lows this time it just seems we've had impulse down chop impulse down chop so yeah from a PA perspective it's very very different but from like a days spent within a bear market or a bull market you can say things have been quite the same so from your perspective what, what do you what do you think
1: the well we'll find out in about two months' time. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's basically the long and short of it. The considering that regardless of how it felt or the blow-off tops or all that stuff, the top was literally where it should have been. Now I know on our interview with D D said that the all-time high was in a in te- on-chain speaking, it was in a bear market. And I I still don't understand or agree with that. You know, everyone's stuck to the opinion. I, I respect these opinions hugely, but that, that literally doesn't make sense, that statement. And inflows and outflows, they're very, you know, it's very subjective on, on how you kind of look at those metrics. So, in my opinion, I, I feel that the top can't just be where it was and it'd be coincidental and just, and you can't say the cycle theory is still in, in play. I guess it's only in hindsight where you can actually confirm or, or kind of, you know, indicate this bias. But I think. We position ourselves slightly different differently this time in in, in this version of the blueprint and it's and then all you can kind of do is prepare yourself for a bottom around a certain period of time which obviously we've explained in the book now we've also added in you know additional narratives such as macro blah, blah blah and just keep it very simple on a technical basis so i think it's it's about having a strict set bias but then taking into consideration some additional variables which we probably didn't in 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 the in in the bull market if that makes sense so for now yes i do think the cycle theory is is intact obviously we've now got because of yourself we've got a much well a slightly better understanding of, of the macro side of things and if we you know we've seen obviously the bank of england start to transition over to qe so that does line up quite well
0: i'll go into that I, I, i'll yeah, go into yeah, that a yeah, little yeah. bit later we'll yeah, yeah I'm, continue going. i'm i'm not
1: gonna will uh, you know t- try and talk about that bit from what we're seeing it, it it kind of makes sense but then like i think what we do is you just you, you know you trade what you see you position yourself accordingly for one hypothesis but if that's negated then you don't stick to your one bias and, and try and keep proving it right you just adapt accordingly and i think the ones that adapt the uh, the best are the ones that do the best so for me, yes, cycle theory is very much in play because someone was like, oh, if it was that simple, then, you know, we would have just cashed out at the top. It's like, yeah, but you didn't. If you did, you would have been, you would have been laughing, you know, and obviously with with the hedge fund side of things, you know, we've, we've been outperforming basically everyone, but only because of, I think our knowledge and our positioning, which is, which is a strange kind of thing, but yeah, you know, for now, I I feel the cycle is intact. We didn't see a super cycle. We didn't see an elongated cycle. Um, <laughs> sorry, excuse the pun. I didn't mean that.
0: Uh, super cycle,
1: man. It's been a long time since I've heard that word. <laughs> well, ex- exactly, exactly, right. So, oh you know, keep it simple. Like I said, you know, it's, it's it's very easy to keep to make it difficult. It's very difficult to make it easy. So,
0: it it just um, seems wild to me because I remember, do you remember when we, when we did that podcast with D like in February 2021, maybe. And like we were, just, we were talking about like super cycle and stuff like that. And I think the mm-hmm. price was roughly like, roughly like 40K, 40, 50K. And we were like, never mind 100K end of year, we'll be at 100K by like summer or something, you know? And it was just like, mm-hmm. it, was just, it was just crazy to think where we were like at the beginning of 2021. Like really from the beginning of 2021, we only went on and did another 15 to 20K from there, yeah. really yeah. time more, And it was more, just like,
1: yeah. by Well, by that point, Bitcoin had made his move. It, was, it yeah. was all the kind of it was all the the following narratives, you know, the ethos, Luna, Evex. This um, is what
0: we spoke about. This is what this is what we spoke about when I met up with you that day a couple of weeks ago in London, wasn't it? Like yes. it just seemed like more people were turning their attention towards the alts this cycle. There was more like kind of risk reward in the alts this time versus Bitcoin. And Maybe that's a trend that continues forward in the next cycle, right? People just maybe disregard Bitcoin because there isn't as many as much gains to be had there. Maybe institutions yeah. will flock towards Bitcoin, but institutions I think will, will, yeah. very much remain, will very much remain attractive for the retail crowd probably going yeah, forward.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel we've still got one proper cycle of that. You, you know, some people can say, if you want the, the full crypto experience, the, 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 the ship has sailed for Bitcoin, unless you want to buy some Bitcoin and leave it for 10 years. You know, otherwise I don't. I
0: mean, I mean if it goes to 10K... That's like, that's, you know, and, and and then if it goes, then goes, it goes to 100K, 100K K, let's say, as a 10X I, for doing nothing, you know?
1: I remember me and you were walking to the car and you're like, give me a 10X, that's it, I'm good.
0: That's it's, it, well, I don't need it, yeah, I, no, I, no, I don't need a no. X, 100X, I don't need a 1,000X, a 100X. I think we've seen it, we've seen it with Solana. Yeah. Go gone, gone.
2: I, I think it's because we are more positioned to understand the 10X than the... 100X, 1000X mentality that we had because of like the first time around when we saw it, we saw, you know, things do like really crazy numbers. But I think it's just now we understand like, look, if I can get a decent 10X from 10K to 100K, I'm okay with that. But then not even just that, I know when to start kind of taking profits near the all time high again. So even if it goes from that 10X to 70X, at least you have in your mind, like we'll see 70 again, right?
3: Yeah, and then yeah, whatever yeah.
2: happens after that will be like all of our extras, and I'll jump in real bonus. quick. While I was, yeah, it'll be a bonus. So I was just, I'll just jump in right quick, like about the cycle question before we move forward and thinking about like how do I process or feel like about the cycle. But if you look at like the weekly time frame, and you just you know of course break it all down, and you go back into the December 2017 top to the December 2018 bottom. And you just look at the weeks, like where we are, let's say around October of 2018, it that's all it was, was a chop, chop, chop. And then you had two to three major candles to the downside that took you from 6,600 to close to around 3,300, which is about that, you know, 100% again drop which would look like the same thing from 20K to 10K. But I think that we, you know, like I said a few seconds ago, we're more prepared to be like, okay, just give me a 10X and I'll be fine. Because I think we just have a better plan and understanding of saying, well, let me get 10X and say, let me get 100K or 200K or some wild number Mm -hmm. that, you know. Is not necessarily pie in the sky, but I think you'll be more conservative
1: going around the next seventy k. Yeah, you tell any normal investor ten x, yeah. they'll probably laugh at you to start with, and then they'll be like, "Okay, yeah, how do I do this?" Yeah, the problem is when you get in Solana at two dollars and it's at two hundred twenty dollars, you think it's going to three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah.
0: This is what I mean. We we That's we, the we had the hundred X. We had the hundred X this cycle. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's give me a two X at this point, man. I'd be happy. <laughs> like I I I, I give me something in it at this point. And I'm uh, just literally like I said, this year for, for me, like we'll we'll get onto a little bit more in a minute about kind of this the kind of how this year has gone for each of us and things like that, because it has been quite an interesting year. But obviously this year is just all about it's been all about capitalizing yourself. As in like Building capital, building that pot up, ready for the next kind of cycle, or ready for whatever you need to do in life, or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's been a very like tiring year, I would say. I feel like I've almost like, like I said, we'll get onto it in a minute, but I feel like I've spread myself quite thin this year, trying to do lots of different things. And it's been a good year because I've been I've exposed myself to a lot of new things which I wasn't doing before. But yeah, it, yeah, it's been very tiring, and I feel like I've I've spread myself quite thin. But I think it'll be worth it. It'll be probably be worth it in a, in, in a year's time or so. Like you said, we're only this age for however long, you know, so we might as well work, work our asses off now because in, in about 10 years' time, we'll probably be, we'll be too old enough to, you know, work like this. We won't be able to work how we are working now, so it probably makes sense to, yeah, work our asses off now and then chill a bit later.
2: I think from that perspective, it's just not so much, I'll be honest with you, I think we'll always have the, the work ethic I just think it will change our level of comfortability with the future, if that makes sense, as opposed to just working, working, working in the pursuit of whatever it is that you're pursuing. More than saying, like, I'm not going to work as hard later or I won't, like, 10 years time. I think the just the opportunities for us will change. I don't think we'll stop, like, pursuing
3: if
0: that makes sense yeah yeah no no, no. I, I yeah i agree I, I, I don't think i'll ever stop just, pursuing something but it's 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 the um it's the the amount of hours and the amount of work put, we're putting in right now i don't see myself putting in as many hours as i am right now in like mm-hmm. five in 10 years time or something like that you know i feel like i'll be putting in less hours but adding more value to my life, if that makes sense. Or so like adding more a, value like to the me- hours I'm putting thing.
2: in. Yeah, like a measure twice, cut once type of thing as opposed yeah. to just, you know, yeah, just going out yeah. here, just trying to... Because the thing is, the reason why I say that is because we're still in a phase of life where not only are we accumulating a lot of information, we're having to act up on and regurgitate this information just as fast as we're taking it Mm. right so what i'm saying is like what you understand about macro and things like that you'll only really have to understand and work to understand the gist of it one time right yeah but you'll understand in the future how to navigate the seas of the market based upon the basic knowledge that you build now, right? So, like, for example, like with crypto, right, we won't always have to look at a chart. We'll just basically, you know, kind of like we mentioned before, like Mr. X and just, like, you know, okay, well, now I can take, like, two years off or three years off or whatever, and I may never look at a chart. But it's because we've worked so hard to build the groundwork of understanding it in the beginning. And I think that's what, like, a lot of people miss is, like, the groundwork part is, like, a one-time thing. Everything else after that is just building up on that foundation. So that's how I kind of think, like, as far as, you know like how hard we'll work in the future. No, it won't be as hard, but like you said, it'll definitely be more value.
0: Yeah, more measured, a bit more of a measured approach to our work. Like you said, I think the Mr. X example is perfect because when we had him on the podcast and he spoke about where he used to work before in cross-border asset management, I think it was, he used to put in ridiculous, I remember he said he used to like wear like three-piece suits in like 30, 35 degree weather working at all hours of the day. Clients had his personal phone number, so they could ring him at any hours of the day. So he was always on call. And then to leaving that life, really putting his life into Bitcoin and understanding that, becoming successful off the back of investing into Bitcoin while everyone was laughing at him. And now he's in a position where, like you said, when it's a bear market, he can afford to take those 12 months to recuperate, focus on his health you know, do other things. I think he put a really good tweet out the other day where he was talking about, yeah, he's he's, he's spent the last 12 months eating right, setting up like another, like a side hustle business, just really having, like, I, I watch his stories on the daily and he's he's literally just having fun every day. He's like, he's, he's living his life basically. And I'm sure it'll get to the point in a, in a few months time where he focuses back into chart mode and, 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 because I think with the way he works, it's like he works in like twelve months, twelve month round. So I think after these twelve months is over this year, he'll get back into crypto again and get back into day trading and maybe start putting some capital to work again. But yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of life I envision probably something something along those lines. Yeah, a bit more of a measured approach to to work and, and and the market as well. I think it'll get to the point where we'll just be looking at like a daily or weekly time frame and just basing all our decisions off of that instead of going down to all these. These minute timeframes, which we don't really need to, you know, unless, unless people are day trading, which is all the ball game.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause that, that tweet, I think, I, I, I think I shared it in the group and whatnot and I, I sent it to James and I said, this is it. This guy's literally completed life. He literally said, literally, I, bro. Literally, he said he spent the last 12 months obviously building his house, setting up a couple of other businesses, learning a language, and just spending time with friends and family. Like on the surface, that doesn't seem glamorous, or it doesn't seem extravagant, or it doesn't seem cool, almost cool, right? It doesn't seem cool. And then if you know him, I don't I don't know him, but you know, we we get an insight into his his daily activities. And I, I think the one thing I said to James, I was like, imagine how the mental state that he's gonna be in when he enters the market, imagine how like calm mm. and like happy and how grounded he's going to be entering the market, whereas we just chaos on a daily basis. Literally. Yeah. Because like, imagine how he's feeling right now. Like that's, that that doesn't happen overnight. Obviously he's probably a cycle and a cycle and a half ahead of us. So, yeah. you know, I think people, people that see that will acknowledge that where he is relative to the grand scheme of things and where we are relative to that. Right. So I think going back to the original point, like, I don't think we ever stop building or creating or learning new skills. Like the last couple of months, I've spent a lot of time studying, you know, Instagram, how Instagram works, and how to create reels and all this other nonsense. It's, but it's it's a whole it's you know it's it's a whole new skill. Trust me, it's it's absolute minefield, right? And in this day and age, these are the kind of skills you need to have. You know, I, I'm I'm like okay, if it's a bear market. You know, we need to be able to, you know, learn a lo- you know a whole load of of different skills, but I think seeing that is a really great, you know, almost not not comparison, but it's a good marker just to be like, okay, what are we trying to achieve here? You know, obviously he's 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 moved away. He's, he's you know, it seems like he's you know he's got the perfect life, but you know that's that's not a coincidence. That's not happened by luck. That's happened by a very strict and a very calculated process. So there's definitely comparisons there, and and I think. That last bit he just he just literally just wrote spending time with friends and family, and I think we've we've, you know, all of us have, have definitely taken different bits from from his side of things and from from you know all our very immediate close circles, should we say? And there's to me a lot of a lot of parallels. So no, I mean I'm I am excited about the future. I I just you know sometimes you just wish you could fast track this 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 bit, but you don't you know you can't.
2: It is what it is. I also think, like, thinking from the cycle perspective, more than anything, it comes more real to me, the whole, like you always used to say, like, it takes two cycles. But from, I think, our growth and everyone's growth, we we have to calculate in the part of two cycles is about, let's say, eight years. Your, (laughs) the things that you, what?
0: when like- you put it like that. <laughs> it, yeah, when
1: you put um, when you, when you put it yeah. like that, it's crazy, bro. Two it feels a
2: lot longer. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But like two and- cycles is eight years. But you're in eight years, think about like just take it away outside of the market. Eight years is enough time for your dreams to mature, for the things that you want in life to mature. So, for example, if you start at 22, I'm sure it's some things that you desire, you know, out of this market. But by the time your two cycles in, you're a 30-year-old. I'm sure that what you desire at 30 was completely different from 22, whether it be you start at 30 and you go to 38. So, I think in those eight years, uh, you know, even five to eight years, I think a lot of what you desire changes so what you start off wanting or pursuing and by the time you actually get there i think it'll look completely different which is why i think we see that he has like you know that peace or just that you know simple things like you said spending time with friends and family but that may not have been been his initial
3: pursuit per se
1: and they say that it takes what ten years to become an overnight success. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, that 20, sounds yeah only ten years.
0: Only, yeah. only two more. Only two more years to go, man. <laughs> yeah, well, 20, think,
1: but that sounds about right, though. That does that does sound about you know about right. Yeah,
0: 20, probably twenty twenty, 20 four. I
1: All mean, right, twenty twenty five. The guy, weird, the guys are getting together
2: twenty twenty five. I I really I really think it's to be honest with you. I think it's twenty, and the reason why I say twenty to become that i guess overnight is because that goes back to what i was saying earlier like a lot of it is just groundwork right like foundations yeah yeah, foundations foundational exactly principles that still have to be worked out before personally i think you are even ready to attract something of this magnitude like for example like i'm how like, we used to talk like before all of this like you still used to you know you've been to like a tony robbins seminar you Twice. get what i'm saying exactly
3: Twice. So, Twice. Good
2: yeah. so so it's like that was long before you started in this market mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. you
2: get what i'm saying so even at, even before the two year or the eight to ten year cycle, there was still groundwork put in before that. And one person I like to use a lot is like Kevin Hart. Like this yeah. is 20 years in the making and we can look at him and see, you know, what he's produced to this day. And I'm not sure if y'all, you know, saw his interview with Jay-Z, but Just looking at the person that you see now, realizing he started at some comedy club, like that was like 20 years ago. But over the last 10 years, you've seen him do things that was like, you know, that made him quote unquote wildly successful. But there was like a 10 year groundwork before that.
1: If that makes sense. Yeah, I I think we've seen a lot of people, you know, where you only see the tip of the iceberg. Right. You know, yeah. we, you know, and, and I think one thing that we've always tried to do is 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 document the process. Yeah. I, I, again, one one day, right? Someone like Gary, Gary Vee Gary V might buy the the Jets. Right. And someone might have never heard of Gary V and be like, oh, who's this guy? He's just he was born from you know money and and he just won or got lucky and, and bought his, you know, his his football team, the Jets, right? Whereas it's probably a 20, 30 year process started even even before we heard of it was we doing the whole wine thing right that's another yeah. ten, year, 10 years just there yeah
0: yeah, yeah. You know. he even started at like i think he said in a video i watched recently he found his passion or whatever at 34 yeah you know, that's like that yeah. really struck me when I when I heard that. I was like, "Damn, 30, well, you got you." when I mean, you yeah, got kids out here, like, uh, like, mean, like, and you see in his videos all the time. They're like kids that like twenty two, twenty three years yeah. old, and they're like they're fretting over their life because they've not found their so their passion or their I'm purpose yet. It. And he's yeah. and yeah, that's exactly what he says. Like, what, what are you on about? Like, you're you still got like ten years still. Mm. Bef- bef- you know, you've got time on your side. Time is over. Yeah, time's the most valuable thing, man. Like now, when I look back over, obviously I'm thirty now. I look back over my 20s and I was just frightened that like, during the early, my early 20s, thinking, Man, like, oh, why, this, we, you know, and it's just like. This
1: is why, this is why I always say the people that I really admire are the people longevity, who's been able mm. to do it over a period of time. Yeah. Like, look, I'm not going to mention names, but you get people who are in your face for six months, two years' time, no one's talking about them.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm not going to mention who I'm talking about, but it's like, Again, who's been able to do it over a period of time? Look at Jay-Z. How is he still relevant? How does he drop one verse this year that outperforms every single album?
3: Yeah. That goes
2: back to kind of what Dylan was talking about, that value, right? Like, Jay-Z go, walks in, spits hot fire, walks out, like, I recorded this, you know, I had this planned on my way over here. I don't have time to sit in the studio all day, but here's a verse, let me get out, I'm on my jet, goodbye, you know, so...
0: He's a five minute verse, <laughs> not, not, not like a one minute. He's a five minute verse just because just he ain't heard from me all year. You know, he's five minutes. Uh,
1: God. The funny thing about that song is that I I think I was, I was literally grabbing something and I had it playing and I heard Wayne's verse first, obviously. Right. And I literally tweeted, Oh, Wayne spit on this verse. Right. And then I heard Jay's verse and I was like, Oh my God. Whoops. Jump the boat, in it, man. Jump the boat too soon. That's yeah, but that's that's uh, that's
0: you see, Stormzy did, something, Stormzy did something similar as well. He did like a 13 minute song. Did you see that? I've no, didn't even know that existed. Do you not listen to Stormzy? now? I don't think you, you're not as big into like the no, like I, I don't UK raps. You know, you it's the accent. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. get over the accent. No, nah, Stormzy's hard. He's he's good. I, I, quite I, good. I, um, I you think
1: I do like, I do like some. Again, this is look, this is not a, this is just an observation. This is not a, a thing. So I went just before I went to America, I think literally the night before I went to see Stormzy. I took my, one of my best friends. She's huge. Okay. Long story short, a couple of years ago, Stormzy was going on tour and my mate said, do you want to go see Stormzy? I said, not really, but I'll come if it is right. And it was a world tour. And we literally said, oh, I have an idea. Should we go to see Stormzy in New York? I was like, okay, I'll okay. come. I have friends in New York. Great, right? Two birds, one stone. So we decided, fuck it, we'll go to Brooklyn to see Stormzy just, just for the hell of it, right? And then COVID hit. So everything was cancelled for two years. And then what happened is he rescheduled the tour. at the 02. And literally the night before I went to America, two nights before, I got her really, you know, the deck tickets. It was really nice, really cool. But I went to the Stormzy gig and it was 99% white people. And I was a bit like, oh, this is surprising. Like I said, that's just an observation. That's not a, an angle or anything, but it's that's it was just a really interesting observation. That like in London, that was the kind of demographic. So I do like Stormzy, you know, he seems like a very down-to-earth guy. I'm not really into UK stuff, to be honest.
0: Mate, I went to like this was this is a few, this was quite a few years ago now, but there was like a Jamaica's 50th independence. Uh, <laughs> concert going on, and it was all the Marley brothers. So, like, Damien, yeah, yeah you'll be, you'll like, bring
1: it to them, boys, right?
0: All the Marley brothers were there basically performing. I was like, This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So, I went with Shamil and Jitesh, my, my two friends. Yeah, yeah. And again, at the concert, you would expect there to be like,
3: yeah, rasta,
0: Rastas Rastas and like, you know, like like all these different people and like I said the, the it was mainly just like caucasian people and, I, and again i was just really, shocked, really I, was, I was i was really shocked i was really yeah. shocked and then when i watched that like, interviews with them afterwards i've watched that like, interviews with them on youtube like the marley brothers yeah. and stuff yeah. and they actually say like we actually would like to see more african people yeah, at, our, at right? our concerts because they, they, it's interesting through our lyrics and what we're talking about we're speaking to that kind of that kind of those people directly so we would like to see more of those people Ooh. there but obviously we're, we're not too fussed but yeah it is, it is quite interesting to, to see but yeah is good man he's yeah he released like yeah. a 10 10-13 minute track the other day which is um, quite interesting I thought it was very like much Jay-Z like but yeah the beat and the lyrics are pretty, it. pretty hard
1: it's been really it's been a weird year for music but yeah I'm sure we'll, we'll yeah. discuss that on, a, on another
0: on another or, one or, on, on another,
1: another one. day on another day
0: Corian man how are you enjoying the strong dollar at the moment man are you, are you taking any trips to europe anytime soon <laughs>
1: yeah, no, we, no. we ain't coming there i'll tell you that now. <laughs> i said sorry, I didn't, um. sorry, sorry sorry to interrupt literally ravina messaged me yesterday she's like i oh, i said yeah she goes i've just seen gbp usd said yeah and she swore in punjabi i think a lot of people weren't gonna know what it means but she goes i knew it was bad i didn't know it was bad bad I said, yeah. And this is, it's just, it's had a little of a rally. And I said, yeah, I'm not going to go see Shante and Dolly anytime soon because th- we do not have the capacity to be dealing with that. But
0: bro, bro, I'm going to America in December. <laughs> do forget about yeah. that, Yeah, We're going to be I below did. parity at that point, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think as far as, like, the, the dollar here, man, I'll be honest with you, like, it looks good. But if you go to, the, like, the supermarket or... You know, anywhere it's 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 not as good as it seems.
0: I think there's a bit of a misconception when people when you see strong dollar doesn't exactly mean that your purchasing power is 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 great. Do you know what I
2: mean? Yeah, I don't think I think it only works unless you go the other way around, right? So it's like you yeah. convert it and go to like you know the UK or you know anywhere where you have to use a euro or any other you know form of kind of major currency but as far as like being here and using it here it's probably just as worse as anywhere else
0: yeah it's crazy man this is pretty crazy but i also i
2: also think that a lot of people this time around just like to talk about the dollar a little bit understands the dollar strength btc weakness correlation
0: yeah yeah it's quite yeah
2: a little bit more than Ever
0: like, even you know, people who weren't as
2: well versed on the charts and things like that, like, understand the mm-hmm. correlation a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's taking it back to like right simple, simple trading, trading 101 like BTC USD, right. I mean, BTC USD, right? So, but you it, it have no, no idea
2: how many people don't really understand that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it seems kind of common to us, but it's not necessarily the most common thing I guess if that makes sense about as far as like how you know I'll use the word recessions work and just different things like that you know I don't think it was as common to understand the correlation as it is now for people
0: yeah I feel like it's not been talked about as much the correlation between bitcoin and the dollar as much Feels like more people are just focusing on the correlation between Bitcoin and like the Nasdaq or the S and P that that gets talked about a lot. But the dollar correlation doesn't, get, and it's quite obvious as well. So it surprising. In terms of like I know you said recession, there. How does it? What's the mood like in the USA at the moment? Does it feel recessionary? I know in the UK it, it feels very recessionary at the moment.
2: I'll put it like this: for the people that understand what's going on, you can tell they're taking a different approach. But, for the people who have no idea what's going on, I think it'll affect them worse uh, more than it's ever been. Real quick, I know we always have uh, book recommendations, but I bought a book. It's called because of um during this time, I just wanted to start like reading and understanding about like previous like Great Depressions and things like that that's happened before. And James Rickards has a book called The New Great Depression, Winners and Losers in a Post-Pandemic World. And I think it really, like, breaks down what's actually to come and how to prepare for it, even as, like, you don't have to be investing in markets or anything like that, just for anybody who just wants to understand how to navigate maybe the next 12 to 18 months, I think it's like important. So it's not so much of a fear and a panic or none of the Lehman Brothers or, you know, none of that kind of craze yet. I do think in 2023, it will be more visible. But right now it's like that gearing up, kind of like if you're on like a roller coaster, you know, and it's just ticking at the top and then it's just about to, you know, let go. I think we're kind of at that point, even with housing as well. Mm. The housing market, I think you have a lot of people who are cash heavy, who are chomping at the bit that's waiting for a drop. And then you have people who just have no idea that this is probably a time if you want to get out. And this is not, of course, my natural advice, but if you want to get out of your housing situation, whatever it may be, this might be a good time. Yeah. The, the
0: housing is generally like the last domino to fall Damn. generally yeah. yeah yeah generally is the last kind of th- the, the last kind of sector to really fall over before we head into that deep recession just talking about recession quickly like i saw this guy talking about it recently and he was like people often get confused between a technical recession and an actual recession so a technical recession mm-hmm. is what people say you, you have two back-to-back quarters of negative gdp which constitutes mm-hmm. as a technical recession. And you had that in the US mm-hmm. in Q1 and Q2. So after mm-hmm. Q2, everyone was like, oh my God, we're in a recession. What's going to happen next? But when you like look deep down at like the actual underlying numbers, the US is actually quite strong in comparison to other economies. Like, the US is actually holding up. If you look at like, consumer balance sheets and corporate balance sheets and things like that. They're they're, they're cash heavy. There's a lot of cash still floating around in the system. And that's Mm -hmm. probably a lot to do with kind of post-2020, all the money that was printed and stuff like that. There's still cash floating around the system. But an actual recession is when you actually get, and Jay Powell said this quite a lot, an actual recession is a sustained period, not just two back-to-back quarters, but sustained period of negative growth and i think that's what they 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 they're trying to inflict on the economy through this this aggressive rate increases and things like that so that there is a difference between a technical recession and an actual recession it doesn't seem like the us is there yet at the actual recession the uk is probably close and europe is probably close but the us is a little bit of f- further away the U.S. is holding up pretty well, I'd say, at the moment, and that's being reflected as probably one of the factors that's probably driving a stronger dollar. Obviously, you've got interest rates going up, and, you know, general, general, when we're in this kind of downturn globally, you know, that kind of downturn recessionary, all that kind of stuff, the, the dollar tends to perform well. But, yeah, dollar, is te- it seems like it's outperforming the rest of the world at the moment, which is also contributing to to its, to its strength, I'd say.
2: I I, I agree with that. But I also think that just from our perspective that, you know how you said just now, like the U.S. is like holding up pretty well. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things where the U.S. was prepared to, I guess, offload the dollar in so many different ways during this time to kind of like cover it up. And when I say that, I use like the example, like with student loans, right? Like what a perfect time to start forgiving college student loans when the dollar is the strongest. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So of course, it's like a cover up, right? Or, you know, when it comes to The legalization of cannabis or just different laws or, you know, just a bunch of different things that are going on. I think it's like hiding and they're just like offloading the dollar in different ways than actually like quantitative easing where we're just printing, printing, printing. Now it's like, okay, we printed it. We have it all out here now. Now let's just hide different ways and act like, you know, we're giving different things, but just in a different way, even with gas prices, you know
0: yeah yeah isn't all that just uh, as well because of the midterms coming up i think feel, feel like biden just wants to get votes and a, a good kind of sentiment around the around him more so like forgiving student loans legalizing marijuana these kind of things are things which will you know increase your ratings should we say am- amongst the public
2: yes and no but i don't think that from a political standpoint that He has done enough during his candidacy, his presidency, to have these things help him out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I think it's like, you're done, you're done anyway. Like, you're Mm going to do your four, you're going to move on with your life. Whoever has to come in and pick up and clean up the pieces or whatever, it's just, that's what's next in the story. More than it is, I think he's trying to, like, win people over. But then also, too, I think, like, when it comes to here in presidency, I don't think it's, like, a job right now that's, like, in such high demand where people are, like, fighting for that position because of the economic turmoil that we should see and the after effects of it. Mm Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I mean, of course, people want that job. I'm not saying like no one wants to be the president, but I'm saying like it's like not as there's not as many people sitting around a campfire fighting to get in.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough time to be a leader, right? Even in the UK, yeah. like you know, who wants to be the prime minister right now in the <laughs> UK? You know, it's it's a tough it's a tough gig. Just quickly before we move on to the 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 last last couple of segments uh, of of the episode, I just want to quickly touch on what we were speaking about before the Bank of England, quickly because it's a hot topic, especially coming up to this. Well, this episode will probably be re- released just after the Friday when when the Bank of England end supposedly end intervention in the markets, but yeah, the, 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 UK bond market, which is called the guilt market has gone to crazy levels. So like 30 year gilts at the moment, 30 year bonds, government bonds are trading around about like four and a half percent, which is like insane levels. Like even us, us bonds are now like 4% as well, which is, which is crazy to see. But I was, I was watching a video the other day with Paul Tudor Jones, very, very, very well-respected investor a bitcoin investor as well and i'll probably and i might put the link into the into this podcast episode in 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 the description because i think it's quite important for everyone to watch but he talks about like how the different decades of the market like he talked about the 70s which was very like inflationary then he went into the 80s which was still inflationary but we were kind of coming out of that period and and entering like an economic boom almost and the 90s was like the dot com bubble and then the 2000s and the the kind of 2010 to 2020 Was really the era of kind of low interest rates. And that's kind of led to the enormous gains we've seen in the stock market. And then he came on to the 2020s and he's like, 2020s are going to be more focused around debt to GDP. How much debt have governments accrued over the last 20 years as a result of this money printing? And what effect is that going to have on the markets? And you can see now, like, and it's going to be more so individually based by country, how much debt has been accrued individually by each country. So obviously, Japan have got enormous amounts of debt, which is why they've they've continued printing money for the last two or three years, even while every other country is, is raising interest rates and cutting down on their QE programs. But just turning it back to the Bank of England now, they are transitioning towards QE potentially. And I say potentially because it's not really, with the Bank of England turning towards QE, Slightly back to QE again. It's like a drop in the pond, really. Nobody really cares. It's the bank because it's the Bank of England. If the Fed were to do it, okay, then it's like a, a huge splash in the ocean, should we say? Because the Fed drive the majority of global liquidity through through the money printing that they do. People at like the Bank of England and the ECB and the Bank of Japan, it's pretty irrelevant. It's good signs. It's very good signs that people that that, that uh, central banks are shifting towards a different monetary policy. But at the same time, it's 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 just like I said, a small drop in the in the pond, should we say? But it is very interesting. You've got, like I said, Japan who are doing this this yield curve control, because obviously the the more the higher these yields go, these yields go, so they at like four and a half five percent now. The economy physically cannot sustain that because of because of the debt we've accrued over the last twenty years, and you're seeing that with these pension funds now blowing up and things like that. So you've got the but Japan already been doing that over the last like three years or so, or even longer, you've got Eng- Bank of England now doing that following in the footsteps of Japan. You've got the European Central Bank who are probably going to do it because Italian bonds are reaching like pretty high levels now. So it won't be too long until they step in. We're just waiting for the Fed. Once the Fed make the, make that turn and to, to kind of suppress yields a little bit more, because like I said, it's getting to like four, 5% now in the US, which again, is getting to pretty scary levels then I think we can start saying, okay, let's, let's get this party started again. But at the moment, it's just encouraging signs. I wouldn't say we're like approaching like, like, a, like a huge, huge pivot, but it is definitely interesting to see, definitely interesting to see. And it, like I said, I, I've, I've been saying this, I went on Dee's podcast and said this as well a few months ago, but we're not going to see QE in the way that we've seen it in the past. Where you know they just print money and, and that's it. We're going to see QE in the form of y- yield curve control. They 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 literally just buy bonds just to suppress interest rates. That's that's literally it. And that and I think Arthur Hayes, the BitMEX founder, said it in an article a while ago. Once once global yield curve control comes into play. I'm not saying this is an exact price target, but it's, let's just say it's very bullish for Bitcoin. He said YCC equals $1 million Bitcoin, basically. So that kind of macro monetary policy is incredibly, incredibly bullish for Bitcoin. Yeah.
1: Dylan told me this at dinner the other day and almost choked my olives in Nando's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was saying it to him. I was like, (laughs) I I was like, I'm looking forward to when, yeah, when obviously it's not good because it just means it's just like the complete, demise of of modern monetary policy. You know, it, it's just the death of modern monetary policy, should we say. But it's scary. Yeah, it's scary, but it's it's good for people who know what they're doing and are invested in financial markets, should we say. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. So Friday, the head of the Bank of England has said to all these pension funds, basically, you've got three days to get your shit together because they are ending this intervention. But then I did see again this morning or even yesterday that some pension funds are saying we might need a little bit longer like till the end of October maybe yeah, or yeah, was, possibly, I, I sh- possibly longer. I shared this yeah. thing
1: yesterday where they literally said yeah I think till the 31st so today's the 12th so I, I would yeah. be surprised if that if we don't see some sort of ex- homework deadline extension <laughs> to we
0: Yeah I feel like I feel like markets have this like, ever since like the Lehman thing happened in 2008, mm-hmm. we've got this like, we've got the market participants have this almost like love affair with, with like a Fed pivot or with a, with a Lehman like moment, you know, they're, they're, like it's almost like they're waiting for it to happen. Same thing happened with the, with, with the Credit Suisse news dropped the other week and what happened? Nothing really, nothing really happened. They seem to be in good shape for now, anyway. Even though their credit default swaps are trading like way, way past the 2008 highs, mm. but yeah, it seems like we are all like, yeah, we we have this love affair with with these with these crises moments. You know, we, we just we anticipate them so much and we can't wait for them to happen almost because we know what it's going to lead to. Yeah, it's interesting. Let, let's just let's just see how it pans out. Like I said, this episode will probably drop after. All this stuff is kind of maybe resolved, or we have some more answers. But yeah, just it's it's an interesting thing. Just, so just let's, let's just uh, keep our eye on it. Let's just move on. Amish, talk to me about what's going on with you, man. Talk to me about the. <laughs> talk to me about the. Talk to me about the. I don't talk think to me about the A Z Perians. Is is you is are pronouncing it A Z Perians? I don't actually know or how you would say it, but I just kind yeah. of wrote it, and I
1: thought that sounds quite
0: yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: cool. <laughs> I think for those that know i don't know i got into this space 2017 as a not an escape but just an alternative option to my professional pharmacy career and i, I intended to day trade well trade forex i didn't actually know what that meant or what that in entailed at the time and Long story short, shall we say? You know, I I saw a lot of things and I met a lot of people and I I I saw a lot of things which will probably never come out. And and over a period of the first eighteen, probably twenty four months, I found I didn't like the space. I didn't like the 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 state of the space. I didn't like who the torchbearers. You know, if you were in the space and, and I'm going to make this crystal crystal clear. This is no personal attack on any individual platform or anything it's literally the entire forex trading space is just full of dishonest and deceitful people and it was almost a rarity when i came across people like dolly who actually train and they mind their business and they're very professional and they're very disciplined but they're just not plastering their lives over social media and i found this crazy inverse correlation between the people that showcase all these lifestyles and the people that actually trade and it was almost quite quite difficult for me to to digest because you're like hang on a minute we we're, we're all being lied to what this, this can't be real this you know this this can't be the scale of how this is going on It's just how can this be happening in broad daylight obviously at the time i kind of discovered crypto so it was very convenient for me to just sort of put the whole forex thing and again i'm you know as people know i'm I'm a lot more kind of social i'm not i'm not like james where i sit in front of the computer all day i have a, a very quote unquote someone erratic schedule shall we say so I, I don't really have a lot of routine which is not ideal for the kind of trading if that makes sense mm-hmm. now obviously crypto great love it is essentially at the core of everything we do now tcc going okay i would say blueprint is great blueprint 2 is out and i feel that you know probably in the next 12 to 15 months the market the crypto market probably isn't going to do much so because of what james has been doing in tcc capital you know you kind of have a bit of self-reflection and you're a bit like you know obviously that side of things i've not really had a input in for for various reasons you know there's absolutely no issues whatsoever i've just been focusing on different things and i've had a lot going on this year which has taken a lot of my time and energy shall we say and i kind of looked at you know what is the biggest question or the biggest criticism of of that space and it was that these people who showcase these things don't trade now obviously i don't really ever claim to be a forex day trader it's not 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 something i've ever ever said or claimed to be if that makes sense but because of what we've learned in the last uh, where are we uh three four years and because of what james has been doing and because of the way that i think that we understand the way that the we're starting to gain a much greater understanding of how these things work. So what I've said is that I'm going to over the next, I'm not giving myself a time limit because I don't feel that is 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 productive, but I'm going to literally document obviously using a lot of the hubs content, not all of it. You know, there's obviously, there's always room for external influences, should we say. And I'm very lucky to have a very strong network of people who trade full time do very very well but they're very hard to find on social media and and you know i i keep those those relationships very very private and very sacred but what i'm going to do is over the next couple of months i'm going to document basically what it's like to learn how to trade forex you know obviously i'm not starting from a blank canvas because i have you know i know i know a little bit of of what's going on but the one thing that we've always said or one thing that you know a very very important thing to me is that just because something is wrong and it doesn't affect you it's not, it doesn't sit right with me if I just, you know, not necessarily call people out. I'm not going to do that. It's, it's not, it's not productive, but I think it's very important for me to be able to showcase that what it's actually like, what the process is like, how long it takes, what kind of time and dedication you need to put in and, you know, the realities of, of what it's like to, to sit and become a trade, you know, a, a full-time trader. I feel it's a good time. I feel I'm, I'm in a good place in myself it's getting colder by the day here, so there's going to be a lot less time going out. So yeah, it gives me something to do as well. So and I feel it's very important to be able to support James. You know, we can't have people looking at TCC saying, "Well, James trades as you know, does Amish?" You know, whether it's whether it's said or not, you know, there's always going to be that that kind of thought at the back of people's mind. And obviously, it will take a lot of stress out of him. I know we've got Max and Johnny helping, who are great, but they're young and they're very raw. And yeah you know, everyone can do with a little helping hand, shall we say. So I think as I said, going back to Gary V from day one, you know, one thing that he's always done is document everything. And that was literally the reason why I started this whole thing in the first place. So I'm just going to document it on my page. And yeah, started yesterday, went through a couple of the, the, the course videos and yeah, I think it's, it's going to be, I, I'm lucky that obviously I've, I've, I could Call James anytime I want, and obviously everyone else there—you know, the likes of Riz and, and other people like that. yourselves both, obviously. So I'm gonna, yeah, just showcase what I'm doing and put a little name behind it, just so it's a hashtag, and, and take it from there.
0: Man's got man's got access to those free one-to-ones with James, <laughs> so he's got no—he's he's, he's got no problem, man. I'm
1: i just <laughs> turning up at his house. Like, <laughs> like,
0: so. uh, no, no, I'm—I'm no,
1: uh, I'm, I'm lucky. I think I think you know James has been working his ass off the last couple of months and, you know, I, I, we've, we've spoken a couple of times I said, look, you know, I'm not saying that you need help, but I think it's important that, you know, he I can, he can share some of the workload onto me. And, um, I think also, you know, it's, it's looking at things from a different perspective. You know, I think mm. James trades in a very specific way because he's a question of his human sometimes, but I think of other people may look at things on a different, slightly different timeframe, which might tie into myself a little better. And and you know, like I said, you know, the 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 stronger that process is, and and I think the more transparent these things are, then you know, it's it's only going to benefit all of us and TCC as as a whole. I think yeah. you know, one thing that we want to be able to do is show the realities behind you know what we're actually trying to to offer. You know, it's all well and good showing people an MT4 screen, or a, but ninety nine percent of people have no idea what what those numbers even mean. You know, so that's that's basically what, what we're going to do
0: yeah good man it's interesting i think i think it's just a super valuable skill to have anyway even Mm -hmm. if you're not day trading every day i think there's this misconception especially with the kind of the hub strategy that you need to be sat in front of your screen all day and and there are members in the hub which who do that because they one they probably have the time and one they probably sat in front of a screen between like those hours of nine Mm. to, to four or five so it makes sense why not but for example, say if you you've got plans in the afternoon, and you've got two or three hours in the morning, and you find a nice three four hour setup, you know that's that's on a hundred k account, that's that's three four thousand pounds, right? In mm. just in it just for a morning's worth of work. So you don't necessarily need to be sat in front of the screen. There's been times where I've been super busy in the morning, and for me generally I find the New York session is a bit more. I generally find entries like in that cross between London mm-hmm. and New York, or in New York in in general. I literally just open the chart and I'll just see something, and I'll be like, "Oh, this looks perfect." And it'll sometimes it'll play out, sometimes it won't. But there's always setups to kind of be had throughout the day. You just you just yeah, you just, you just gotta make it work around around your schedule. Mm. It's just like I said. I think it's just a super super valuable, very valuable skill just to have in your arsenal, uh, regardless. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, it should
0: be fun. It should be fun. Yeah, for sure. Corian, how's your trading going at the moment, man? Are you still, are you still trading FX?
1: FX,
2: yeah. I think <laughs> for me... <laughs> Can we get that as a me
3: Yeah,
2: Let me be honest. I think that, personally, for me, what kind of helped me was to, like... Like Every time I comments of I'll shout out Matt real quick. He's like, oh, Corey, you're back. And it's like, I promise you, I haven't went anywhere. But it's kind of like alluding to it. I was talking about a little bit earlier how you kind of, you understand, me personally, I speak for myself, understand things better when you can take it and build your own kind of picture, per se. And it's not to say that there's a lot of outside noise. I would say that It's kind of like, oh, look to the left, and then you look left, and then the next person says look to the right, and then this person says look up, and then this person says look down. But the whole time, if you were by yourself, you would be looking straight. If I could, you know, give it like a visual. And so for me, it's not like I have to gravitate towards the things that I like, but also I think when it comes to Forex, I think I've given it more of a look than I have lately. But for me, what I did personally, and I'll just like verbally voice this. When it comes to the challenges, being that, of course, you know, crypto is in a downturn and different things like that. A lot of people have gravitated to Forex. Uh, But with me, what I've added into my plan is to understand the lists of cryptos that are offered on the challenge so when that time does come around i can stay in the area and the lane in which i like and understand the price movements better because there's only like maybe like what maybe like five to seven cryptos that are offered in the challenges and so for me i think that was like kind of my approach just because i enjoy the volatility but kind of like how Riz posts a lot like all you need is like two to three pairs or four pairs like you say, you just study eu and gu and traded one of them like I'd, you know I'd, just the I'd, whole year I'd,
1: I'd probably say one to two
2: yeah so one to two and so what i began to do is like narrow down like the cryptos that i like so when it comes back around again you already understand the price movements and you know you know what you can get out of it instead of using leverage and margin and all those other kind of things. So I kind of like stayed in the, you know, just the lane that I like from a backtesting perspective. And when it comes to Forex, I do understand that, you know, of course, there's like James mentioned the other day in one of the breakdowns, like, you know, there's of course the $7 trillion of you know, volatility every 24 hours and the crypto market doesn't even have that level of, you know, volume to it yet. But what about when it does come? You know, can you be prepared and, you know, just scale up just certain different accounts, trading whatever assets you like. But then also to just like y'all were talking about tailoring everything to your time frame. Just being in the U.S. is just so different. Yeah. And by it being so different, even if you look at things like U.S. session and like that's the that's the time that most people are at work anyway, so it's kind of just different for us a little bit over here. So it's kind of like you kind of gotta kind of like the institution look at it the other way around, if that if that <laughs> makes sense. So for us, I think it's just a little bit different. So the long and short of it is, yes, I've been like looking at all assets, but I also try to. Look at the things that benefit me more on this side of the
3: pond than, you know, where yeah.
0: you guys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just going, you made an interesting point. And to be fair, I, I've, been, I've been trading XRP. XRP well. King. Yeah, but no, no. Nah, yeah, you know what? I, 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 I was, was going to come on to it actually. The last week or so, I've been, tra- I think, I don't know whether it's just because I think XRP's had. It's been doing well over the last week or so. I think just because of this court case and stuff. But I've mm-hmm. just I, not, not, because of that, I, I just I, I looked at the XRP chart and it was moving clean, man. I was like, you know, what, for the last week, this this pair has moved really nice. But yeah, sorry, just just going back to what you were saying before around like the volatility and stuff, the FX market being a seven trillion dollar industry on a daily basis. I think those numbers sound great, but in in a way, when there's more volume, it adds more stability to the market as well. If that makes sense. Uh, You look at crypto; it's like, what was it trading on a 24-hour basis? 48 billion. Okay, 40—that's nothing compared to forex, right? But the less, almost the less volume you have, the more volatile something's going to be, almost, right? So having that seven trillion dollars a day in FX almost adds that stability to it, almost. And you have, yeah, you have those moments where you see, like, like we've been, like James mentions, like the institutional involvement and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like it make, yeah, it makes it more stable at the same time. So I, I get where you're coming from. I, I do enjoy the volatility of crypto sometimes as well. And it, it just seems to move so much cleaner sometimes. Like it just comes straight back into that demand candle and it will just pop. Like it'll just go in like straight away, you know? Whereas sometimes with FX, it'll come back into demand. It'll chop chop around for a little bit and then it'll make its move. Whereas crypto just seems a lot more, yeah, Just it just moves a lot cleaner sometimes. And, and I like that. But yeah, whatever works for you, man. I think I think you just, you just gotta find what works for you, right? There's there's a lot of trade, very impressive trade. Now I think I think because I follow Riz now on Twitter, I'm starting to see all the different accounts that he follows and he engages with. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and
0: there's a lot of like impressive trade. There's a guy called Gem Gem Stalker or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think he's he trades solely crypto. Impressive, mm-hmm. impressive guy, man. Like he makes racks. So yeah, you you just gotta find what works for you, and if, if it's crypto, yeah. then perfect, bro, perfect.
2: Yeah, so are, mean, you even, trading,
0: I, not, are you not trading? You know, are you not trading
2: oil anymore? <laughs> no, no, I definitely listen, listen, but the, hold on, no, no, I, I never give up on oil. <laughs> I, never, it. I, I, I never give the up Saudi, on oil. Saudi, the Saudi oh, king, the yeah. Saudi king. I never give up on it, but I think it's almost now. It's like easier to swing trade these type of things during this particular yeah. type of time than it is to kind of you know look at it on a 15 30 even sometimes even a four hour but if you look at like probably like a good daily to eight hour on oil it looks really nice and you can find a decent setup but it just takes more patience right but you know if you have a 100k 200k ftmo swing account and you have an oil trade that you can hold for two to four weeks, I mean, you can do some serious damage. So it's oh, like, yeah. you know, yet again, it just goes back to like, what's your preference? You know, there's a, we have a saying, there's a million ways to skin a cat. And so it's just like, you just have to put together what it is that you want to do. Because I think when you have so many different ways of doing something, you kind of try to take a piece from this, a piece from that, and it just spoils the whole broth if you don't really, you know, focus on what it is that works for you. Because even when we take out breaks, like, you know, Amish may want to take a break from January to March. You might want to take a break from June to August. Everybody has their own different time on when they want to do things. So it's like, you just kind of have to tailor what, what you want to do with it. But I think another part about it is that you kind of have to build your own macro picture as far as when I say build your own macro picture, like, like for example, like if you are trying to become a funded trader, like how long are you giving yourself to do it? Like someone may say, "Well, I'll give myself eighteen months," or by the next halving so when the next bull market comes around like i'm at least sufficient enough to make three to four percent let's say even in a week but that'll put me in a great position to buy more ethereum and then i'll scale that up and you know whatever it is you just have to tailor your own plan and i think just make things work for you Mm, mm,
0: 100 100, that's a really good point just going back to the whole swing swing trade thing you were saying man like I was talking to Riz like a couple of weeks ago and uh, we were saying like, there was like, we could have put like so many shorts like on like GU and EU mm-hmm. like at the beginning of this year, swing short, we would have made a killing man, like seriously. He was like, he, he said to me like, you should have picked up on this. I was like, I know <laughs> man, I should have known this. and I should have just put <laughs> shorts on bro. I, was, like, I should have known. The, fun, the um, funny thing, you know,
1: sometimes you can know too much.
0: Yeah, there's that as well. Some, but,
1: like, sometimes, because Riz, Riz was saying that like, he would tie in your macro basis with. Does that make sense with what he's actually trading on a, on a lower time frame?
0: This mm-hmm. is the thing, yeah. If you were to like take these swing trades, like on a, I don't know, it's quite easy to it's quite easy to to take the trades now with this with this. uh, POI indicator right you can yeah, yeah. see it on like a daily weekly time frame or whatever but this is the thing you'd have like, um, a,
1: like a 200 pip stop loss
0: and like, I don't know this that. is the thing this is the thing so say if yeah. I was to play a place a short on GU back in I don't know summertime let's say right yeah and I took it and I took it down to uh, from, on the weekly time frame I took it down to where we are now it yeah, would have yeah. been like well five five six r not really worth it right but then yeah. we were talking we were like it's probably better to place these trades on like a four hour or a six hour or eight hour maybe yeah. And place your swings from there. That way you can have a slightly smaller stop. It's like best of and both you can worlds. still run a nice. It's almost best of both. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a very difficult skill to, to do, but maybe we can maybe we can get I it think, on the invert, you know, I, 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 I think I
1: think I think it's, it's difficult well. to be looking at fifteen minute day to day and then start looking at dailies on something else. I think it, you're you're almost trying to complicate too many things. Whereas most people are either one or the other. So to do both is very difficult. from like a management and psychology side of things
3: yeah
2: yeah and that's where yeah. i kind of that's where I kind of like like when you asked the question earlier about like forex versus crypto, I think it's just more of the time horizon for something to happen because also too like as far as like actively trading, I've taken a step back from actively trading and really understanding what I'm doing, and I think mentally it helps you out a lot to just 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 sometimes just sit back and just look at the charts understand what you're doing understand where you you know just kind of like seriously back testing really helps and i think a lot of people want to actively like jump in and i think that was a mistake that we probably made years ago was just actively kind of just jumping in and get chopped up and just figuring it out but when it comes to like forex versus kind of like crypto, I think it's just the time horizon on which these things could happen. Because of course you have people who do very well on the 15 minute time frame, Right. But then it may take three more weeks for the next clean setup to come. If that makes sense.
0: Mm. Yeah. Cause I remember so when it's we. Like
2: some
1: people came, can't sit there for three weeks. No, that's a long nothing. time. That's a long time. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember when James started this whole thing and he was actually start. you remember he started off teaching this on like the four hour and the one hour, mm-hmm. if you remember. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. and it because just that's what we, it and it, But that's what we knew. We didn't yeah. know, like no one told us f- uh, the 15 minutes is the higher time
1: frame. Like no one, this just wasn't a thing. Well, yeah.
0: but, well, I think what we were taught was, not taught, but what we were kind of almost, what's the word, brainwashed sure. almost sure. In, into sure. thinking. Yeah. Yeah, probably shown was, that those lower time frames are, you need to stay away. There's like a big, like, there was like a big danger tape. Yeah, 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 I was, I was yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: frames. yeah, it was very much that. And he says, he says, it's like, everything was the same on the same, on, you know, on, on different time frames. We were just told, oh no, stay away from th- those time frames. It's like a, you know, a no-go zone. But we never were told yeah. why. There was never yeah, none yeah. why, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully one day we can, we can share the full story. Not anytime anytime soon. (laughs) And like I said, I just want to make it crystal clear that we're very, very grateful for everyone that we've worked with or learnt from in any way. Like, there's no animosity with anyone. If it wasn't for those people, we would not have got to this point. So, I just want to make that crystal, crystal clear.
0: Yeah, Yeah. interesting one, man. Just, just quick one to end on. Just, it's just pops into my head. What do you think happens to these, like these, these prop firms in the future? They've had. But the firms or the core sellers, No, the prop firm, Like the FTMOs, and I think the, they'll be okay. They'll be MLF. okay. If, 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 you, if think? you look at
1: the actual business model, it's very very smart. Yeah,
0: yeah. What in, what about in terms of like like if regulation comes into the picture and things? I've I've watched a few podcasts. But they're not uh, they're not doing anything illegal. Yeah,
1: fair. yeah. But it's a, it's a very clever business model where essentially they're they're putting up the capital because they know that less than five percent of people are going to be. And, and and these people know that less than 5% are going to be profitable long term. Is it, It's essentially the, the like is, a... Okay, put it this way, put it this way, put it this way, right? We've been in this space a long time, relative, right? We've met hundreds, if not thousands of people. How many RISIs have we met? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And as a businessman, I'll, I'll take for every... You're telling me you're going to get 99 other people. For every 100 people, I would say there's one maybe two rises. I'd take yeah. that bet. What well, and then well then I, I think of course it's
2: like a like a casino mentality. Yeah it is a right? house wins a house yeah. wins. Like I I only have to pay out so much. It's only so many people. But I think I think we were talking about this the other day is that how most people don't even stay in this industry long enough. Yeah.
1: No. to get the results how, how that many, they how desire. Many people, how many people have we seen come and go? Correct. How many people, mm-hmm. how many people we can count on one hand, how many people we met in 2017 18 that are still here today? Here,
3: yeah. yeah, that's, that's what very true. Lo-
1: longevity people come and go. Literally, this is a full circle how we start this podcast. We, we know that if you just stick around long enough, that's 80% yeah. of it done just there because you'll pick up stuff right mm. problem is mm. people leave people want they want uh, you know aaron aaron aaron's great aaron's brilliant he's ahead of his years he's worrying about oh my god you said mate you're 22 23 years old chill you're fine yeah. mm. just keep doing what you're doing
0: i think i think where i was coming from with the whole regulation side thing with these mm-hmm. prop firms is there are bad actors in the space like oh, there yeah, are yeah. firm there are I, firms who I aren't think, like paying out. And yeah, no, I think, things I think going on. I think, I think what, might, yeah.
1: what needs to be looked into is when you know people get spread out, so they'll say the spread is three pips, and then they'll literally get stopped out on whatever. Those are the things that need to be looked into, and I know I know it happened to a few people recently with certain brokers, and and James literally said, "Is it is the game is the game like it, it, You will always get that." I don't think it happens with FTMO and my forex ones i think they're pretty good i think some of these newer less thingier known ones are yeah a little sketchy which you know but this, this that, is what that, i mean those, though, like, those are the things that need to be clamped up yeah those are things that need to be looked at yeah 100 but i yeah. feel
0: like i feel like it'll get to a point where because there are those bad actors it'll just mm. become a, a case of okay we're just going to blanket regulate the whole kind of space <laughs> yeah you know? yeah this is
1: this is th- that would be a big problem that that's the fun.
0: problem i think i don't think it's going to hinder it too much okay you might see a, a drop in the amount of the, the profit split maybe or something i don't know something like that i'm, I'm just guessing i think but, i think um, i think you know what it
1: is they need to have be independently audited
0: yeah before. yeah i think that's i think that's i, the correct I think word.
1: i think independent auditing is a better step than blanket regulation
0: yeah i agree i think that's the, that's that's the correct word i was looking for yeah and i think as well you know, it it just it, it just feels like these. I, I always try to look at things in like a boom bust cycle. Like I swear, mm-hmm. ever since I got into crypto, really, mm-hmm. it just seems like the prop firms are going through their bull, their boom phase right oh, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything but will fall but, flat on its face at some point, you then, know, and it'll, and, it, some, and it'll go through a bad time.
1: Yeah, and then something else will come out of that,
0: it's and then something just, good will come out of it as well. Yeah, really? but I'm just saying, if think these these mm-hmm. things—it's going through. It's it's it's. it's but this is why months. this is
1: this is why this is why Corrine's trading oil, so he's gonna get us some Saudi sponsors, and we can. But this, but
2: this is the thing, right? When it comes to you know, and I, the reason I kind of knew you were gonna ask that because when you mentioned it somewhere in uh, the disco he was like, "Man, where are all these prop coming from?" And the thing about it, how I look at it is, how many do you really need? to become successful, right? With the uh, scaling up programs like doing let's say FTMO, my Forex funds and choose whatever your third is, right? You can scale up to, you know multiple million dollars and we know what one percent two percent five percent is on that so it's like how many times how many different ones do you need to participate on and some of them yeah okay this one may be ten dollars less or this one may be eight percent instead of ten and you know whatever the little adjustments are but for the most part like how many do you really need to participate on to
1: even get to five six seven consistent payouts you just get one or two And then you ten x on crypto the next cycle, follow yeah. the of the blueprint, and then, and then we're gonna go see Mister X.
0: So I think that. for a lot of people, I think for a lot of people, it's just it's spreading the risk, mm-hmm. not having too much cash in one boat. Yeah, because you don't like I said, you don't know what's gonna happen to these things in the future. So it's just mm-hmm. a matter of if if one blows up, okay, I've still got capital on this uh, with FTMO or with MFF or whatever. Yeah, but yeah.
2: Right, and but FTMO has been around since like
0: 2012, right? I think they're solid. Yeah, I think they're solid. I think, I think, sorry, I think
1: sorry. one thing that we say is that if you know, you know, like how we said on I don't know if you've seen these interview with us, where because Raul Powell messed up, he was like the leader. Now, if yeah. the leader messes up, which I think FTMO are, if they mess up, the whole space not collapses, but it makes it very difficult for the rest of the space.
2: Yeah, yeah but I think. I think they have enough data and enough, like, years mm-hmm. in the game where I don't think they'll change it too much. Like, they're already no. winning, right? No. I don't have to no. do anything no. different, you know? So, I don't know. And I think, like, honestly, like like I said, if you just look at, like, if you just get scale up to FTMO seven 700,000, like, is that not enough to be, you know, consistently profitable to yeah. make the prop firm yeah. actually worth it? You know, I don't need like six different. And I get what you're saying, like spreading the risk, but you know, it's like two, 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 max three should be enough.
3: Yeah. Because
2: other than that, you're just like chasing different opportunities and saying, like, oh, maybe this color scheme is why I'm not passing the test. Like, no.
0: Yeah. And there's other like little add-ons as well. I know Riz he he just went he jumped to another prop firm because they offered same-day payouts Mm -hmm. as like part uh, part of this VIP program or something. Whatever it was part of like a VIP thing. Mm -hmm. But and then you have to
2: get five. You have to get five. You know, back-to-back payouts to qualify. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a problem for Riz. To be fair, but like, well, no, not, you know? no, I'm not. I'm not saying for Riz. Like, I'm not
2: like you oh. know, saying anything towards Riz. Like, of course, you know, we know what that's about. But I'm just saying for the average person that you know pursues this. Like, how many people do you think are really like you say? For every hundred people, there's one Riz. You know, so it's like, yeah, how yeah, many yeah. people are gonna get to that five, six, seven payout before it's like, all
1: right, I have to start all over again. It, yeah man it. Put put it this way, right? We got in in a hundred people. There's probably one James or one Riz. Yeah, as, and as a, I I'd even a, say, as a, as I'd a even go on. The limit, say, I'd even on the limit and say a thousand,
2: because then yeah. that because would like that, that with something like, 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 like that. Something like well, that. <laughs> the re- the reason why I say that because yeah. you have to think about yeah. like how many people just don't make it. Yeah, even even if you just take like the Twitter group. A lot of the people on Twitter are like, ah, you stole this from somewhere else. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, That's so same. even when it even when it looks like it's so many people, it's like, ah yeah. I saw this from where it really came
3: from. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? So we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs>
0: yeah let's wrap it up then man i think we covered like two worth two podcasts worth of
1: yeah yeah and i I think we still could have we well yeah i think this is why i said i don't want to do just one episode because we've got a lot more to cover
0: yeah 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 man right let's wrap it up we're doing another one right
1: yeah yeah we're we're doing another two at least at least another two
0: okay yeah that sounds good
1: we'll, we'll take it from there
0: yeah cool Right boys, yeah, uh, pleasure right. pleasure catching up. Enjoy your day. All
1: right, for sure. Enjoy the in.
2: rest of your day.
0: Yeah, cool boys. All right. All right, send it. Send it. Send it.